Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Go ahead and turn your Bibles really quick, and then we're going to pray. Turn to Ezekiel 36, 26. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We love your word. We ask tonight that you're able to say all that you want to say. We thank you that there's power in your word. There's power when we hear it. We look forward to seeing your word manifest in our lives. We thank you. We love you. Make my words like the pen of a ready writer so that they'll be received and they'll be made clear so everyone can take from it and, and experience what you want them to experience tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to talk to you about holiness and why you want to choose it. Because it is a choice. And it's an important choice. It's not, and I, I don't mean like, okay, kids, like you know, you're talking to kids at school, make right choices. I don't mean it exactly like that. I mean it more like it's not an automatic thing. You have to intentionally, purposefully, in the world we live in today, choose holiness. Amen? So in Ezekiel 36, 26, you know, in studying about this, I thought a lot about Noah and the times that he lived in. You know, we, we look at the times we live in and we're like, man, it's hard. I'm the only Christian, you know, at work or I'm the only Christian in my office and I have to deal with all this stuff. And man, it can be tough. But think about Noah. Think about what he chose. And we're still talking about him today. He, you think you had it hard? He had it hard. I mean, God said, everyone else stinks, and I'm saving you and your family only. (laughs) I mean, it must have been really, really, really rough. But he made a choice. He made an intentional choice. And listen, I am sure, I guarantee people were saying nasty stuff to him. It wasn't just a matter of him living amongst a bunch of heathen, you know he got made fun of. You know he got pretty tortured from people. Like, you're crazy. We don't know why you're not hanging out with us doing all these things. You're, you know, the mental battle that Noah had, it must have been really great. Must have been great. But he, he, had, he probably had to get up every morning and purposefully choose, I choose God. I choose God. I choose God. We don't know exactly what his experience with God was before, but it, it had to have been good because he continued to walk that, that line. He continued to move forward with God to make such a big decision. And it wasn't like God was like, okay, build me a boat. Next week, here it was, and there was, you know, there was the whole flood and everything. It was years and years and years of not seeing come to pass what God was telling him. And that's really, that is massively choosing God, choosing to stay holy. He had to choose to stay qualified. We have to choose to stay qualified. 
for certain things to come to pass. We do. There are qualifications. There are. And I'm going to talk about that. So Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall... Okay, here's where we get to some of the good stuff. Then you shall dwell in the land I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people. How many of you want to be his people? I want to be his people. I And I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I like that one. No excuse. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. If you walk in his statutes... This is not perfection. This is not being perfect and doing everything perfect. But if you walk in his statutes, you can live holy. You can do it. There's, this is only one scripture, and there's benefit after benefit after benefit. I mean, this was a mouthful, God just said to us, of things that we get to have because we choose to do, to to honestly, we're just yielding to the Spirit of God on the inside of us. He's put that inside of us. He's given us that new heart. He told us he would. He's done it. We get to be that people who are born again, have Jesus. We have the grace to walk holy, but, but we have to yield to it. We have to lean in on it, and, and we have to be purposeful even more today now than ever, I believe, in the times that we live in. The Bible says that things are going to get darker, people are going to get darker all around us, but that does not give us an excuse. It does not give us an excuse to just side in with the world and how they're behaving. Amen? Psalms 1. This is another scripture that really stirred me up. On benefits. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Listen, we choose to not stand there or watch. Well, I'm not doing what they're doing, but I'm watching what they're doing on my phone. I heard one. Mm. <laughs> yep. Nor stands in the path of sinners. That's what that is. You may not be, well, I'm not sinning. I'm not doing what they're doing. But you're having fun watching it. You're having fun watching the drama, maybe, on TV, online. You're standing in the path of sinners. You have disqualified yourself. I got no amens on that one. (laughs) I told you it wasn't going to be super fun. Hey, the benefits are fun. The benefits are always fun when you do it God's way. Amen? All right. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law or in his word, he meditates day and night. We have to choose that. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water 
that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Those are huge benefits. Listen, what do you think of when, when I think of a tree? I've got this huge clump of trees in my backyard, and they're, they're huge, and you notice them. If you sit on my porch, it's like the first thing you notice if you sit down. They're beautiful. They house. They have like this whole ecosystem going on. I, I told the teenagers when I talked about this before, I said, I swear I think there's a whole like monkey, uh, monkey animal. <laughs> I don't know. There's a whole jungle in there, I swear. But there's lots of birds and there's lots of nests and the squirrels and, and there's, there's all this activity. It's, it's giant trees. They're huge and everybody notices them. And they provide blessing to, to all these animals and all these things. I believe God puts some of this imagery in his word so that we can realize, hey, it, may, it helps us to make that connection. It helped me realize when I do what God says, when I do what he said, when I walk in his statutes, when I meditate on his word in the morning and at night, when I do these things, I can be like that tree. I can be something big, that's a blessing, that everyone notices, that, you know, the animals, when they're in trouble, they shoot up that tree. It's a refuge. I can be a refuge to other people. You can be a refuge to other people. That's part of being like that tree. And you're planted by a river. You're planted by a river. That means you're going to have the supply and the needs that you need. That tree needs that water. You will always stay where you have your blessing when you purpose to do it God's way. Amen? It says, brings forth fruit in its season. Isn't it a blessing when you see trees blossom or you see them bring forth fruit? We, we can't help but bring forth fruit and blessing when we walk out who we are in Christ. We cannot help it. And it's obvious. It's noticeable to people. It'll be noticeable to people at work. It'll be noticeable to people all around you. This is who we can be. Amen. And the last part, whatever he does shall prosper. I mean, I don't even have to explain that one. That's just awesome. Turn to Romans six twenty-two. But now, since you have been set free from sin, and have become the slaves of God, you have your present reward in holiness, and its end is eternal life. That's a pretty good reward, amen? Its end is eternal life. If that's true, then, then a, life, a lifestyle towards unholiness, what is its end? Not eternal life, destruction. <clears throat> we want what God has for us. Amen. Listen, there is a happiness that comes from holiness that just doesn't come any other way. It just doesn't. I remember um, I was out of fellowship with the Lord for all of my high school years, majority of my college years, and I remember coming back to the Lord and the weight, and I wasn't even like that crazy or bad of a person. I wasn't even one of those college partiers. 
I didn't drink. I didn't, I didn't smoke. I dabbled in that stuff in high school and learned my lesson. And I, I, but I wasn't living for the Lord. I didn't care. I didn't honor him. I wouldn't go to church. None of that stuff did not care. was just living selfishly. And just when I came back to the Lord and decided to, I was going to do things his way, like the, the, the joy and happiness that just was there. I mean, amazing. The weight of not being that person, because that person didn't fit me, honestly. This person fits me. I felt like I'd come home. I felt like I'd come home to where I belong. And this fit me, and there was a happiness and a joy that, that began to just, just come up out of me. And I could get up every morning knowing, you know, I have Christ, and I'm clean, and I'm not a slave to sin or anything anymore, and I'm not involved in anything that's, you know, unholy. And just the joy of that. It, God is so good. He's so faithful. Let's always make sure we choose him. Choose holiness. We will reap amazing benefits. So first point is to choose it. And what are the benefits? Number two, in case you guys are making really good notes, which I know you are. Number two, is it possible? You know, it's possible that we can think like him. I ask him that when I pray. Say, Lord, help me think like you. In many situations, it could be a specific situation or just every day. Help me think like you. Help me see like you. Ask him. These are things you should be praying for. Now, getting in the word will automatically shoot you in that direction. Absolutely. But there's more. There's more to it. And he wants you to ask for that. So, as I said earlier, holiness is is in you. You have to yield to it and be aware of it. You may be tempted to do something. You're like, oh, this isn't isn't the best. This isn't God's best, whatever it is. But there's grace to do what's right. It may not be this bright light shining in your face at that moment. Because whatever the temptation is, it's going to pull on what you contact every day. It's going to pull on your flesh. It's going to pull on what you see. And so you you got to get yourself and say, wait, <laughs> I'm looking on the inside. And I'm going to yield to that. Because the grace to do that is, is the right thing. It's there. It's there. Amen? Turn to Ephesians 4.24. I'm not going to read the whole part of it, but you, and, oh, I didn't write the whole thing down. Put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Put on the new man. So the new man has been created in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, so we know that we're new creations in Christ. We have Jesus. But, but he's saying, you got to do something with it. And it's very clear right here. Put on the new man. It shows there's a work to it. It is not an automatic. Put on the new man. That's a part of that yielding and being aware of what's on the inside. That's a part of why. God knew. He knew you can't go all week and not stir yourself up on the word. 
He knew that would help you. He knows the people you're going to come in contact with. He knows what this world is full of. He knows you can't just do it on your own. If you're not getting in the word, you're doing it on your own. You're not tapping into the grace that he has for you. You have to do that. That's where you tap in. And that's what helps you when something comes your way, bright and shiny, that you're like, ooh. And you're like, no, I'm not going that direction. I'm not doing that. That's what will help you. We were created to be holy. Amen. We were created. We were created to be set apart. That's why he created us to be, he says, a new creation. It, that other lifestyle just doesn't fit you. It doesn't fit you. It's only going to cause you to be unsatisfied and, and chasing and chasing something that's not going to work out for you. Listen. We want to be on the side chasing God. Because you know what? God's not running from us. We get to catch him. We get to fellowship with him. We get to experience him. And it's not like this high that, oh, you have that high one time and then you try to chase it. And, and oh, well, we're never going to have that again. God tops himself over and over. He says we, he says we can go from glory to glory. Because that's who he is. So you seek after. He tells you to seek after him. You seek after. I call it chase after. And there's more to be had. More and more and more and more. Amen. Turn to Hebrews 12, 14. This is more of of that purposeful, intentional um, yielding to who we are. And seeking after being holy, like we're supposed to be. It says, pursue peace with all people. I love that by itself. But there's more. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. That means pursue peace, but it also means, because of the comma there, pursue holiness. It says, and holiness. It means, like I said earlier, there's an intentional action. Have you ever had to pursue peace with someone because you got in a fight? We've all done it. You're like, things got to be made right. And you do, there's some sort of action you do to make it right. Do something for them. Make sure you talk. Have that conversation. Make sure you apologize. Whatever it is, you're pursuing peace. We should pursue holiness the same way. And I'm saying, you know, the the word is always right. But now... I mean, now more than ever, (laughs) and that's just me saying that, we have to purposefully pursue it. I mean, people, they have no idea how ungodly they're living. They don't. They just don't. So we, we have, we're, we're the plumb line that Amos talked about in the Bible. We are, we're the ones that, are stopping things. We're the ones who are saying, nope, not doing that. You know, the things that won't go on, there were things that won't happen in your workplace or in your home because of you. Amen? We don't side in with, with things that we're not okay with. Turn to Joshua 3, five. Listen, Jesus lived it. 
And he lived it so that we can live it too. Amen? He lived holy. He did it. He triumphed over it. John G. Lake once said, and I love this, I love this, I love this, I love this. He said the heart of a teacher is is that they want you to experience... Any, any teacher wants you to experience what they're experiencing. And they, or they want to explain something to you so you understand it the way that they do. And Jesus wants us, he wants us to experience the Father like he did. And this is a part of it. It's his deep desire for us to see and experience life like he does. If we're going to do that, then there's a, we have to be holy. We have to. We have to keep standards. We have to keep what the word says and keep God's standards. Amen? So number three, we need to be holy, to be used at the highest level by the Lord. Now, I know, book of Corinthians, it talks about, and I think this, in, um, there's a lot of circles that have kind of camped on this and haven't gone past it, Book of Corinthians, they were a wild bunch. They got born again, but they were wild. But they were um, moving in the gifts of the Spirit. And you can search it out and read it. They were still operating in God. In other words, God was still using them. And they they were pretty wild. And Paul came in and he talked to them. But what I'm going to say is what I said a minute ago. If you want to be used to the highest level and you want to keep moving from glory to glory, you're going to have to check up on your holiness. Amen? That, I guarantee you, that didn't last for all of them. Listen, God has plans and he needs to to do things um, to move on people. He'll use a donkey. Pull out your Bible, it's in there. He can use anybody, and no one's perfect. It's, but what I'm talking about is just letting things slide and just being in a lifestyle of, well, God still use me. I don't really have to stay holy. You know, I'm still coming to church every week. I still come three days, you know, whatever, three times a week, or, or, and I'm serving Listen, you want to be used at the highest level. There, You are forfeiting things. I'll just tell you right now. You are forfeiting things if you're not purposing to live out who you are. There's ways he just can't use you. He'll use you how much he can, and he still loves you. But there's things that he will not be able to do through you. So we, back in... Um, March, Pastor Egg and I went to see um, Reverend Randy Greer, and one of the things that he said was, while we were there, he said, we're praying for the move of the Spirit, but many aren't qualified for successful prayers. And that's, well, I got this message back in like December, I think, but that, when I read that, I was like, oh, you know, this totally goes along with this message. I've got to talk about this. You could also say many aren't qualified to be used like they're supposed to be used. And that hit me really hard. I'm like, 
you know, we've been praying. And when I say pray for the move of the Spirit, if you're not sure what I mean by that, I mean God being able to move like he wants to in an even more, even bigger way, bigger than things we've ever seen. We want, you know, and we've had times where God was able to show out and they call them revivals, but they didn't last. They never last. They could go on for years and then they fizzle out. And, and it's not God's fault. He's not like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm turning it off. I'm turning down the power. It's always operator error with people. Always. And it grieved me when he said this. I'm like, we're praying for the move of the Spirit. I don't want to be someone who's wasting my time praying for the move of the Spirit. And I'm not qualified for successful prayers in this. I don't want to be that person. We want all our prayers to be effective. Amen? We want to be able to look back when we're not here anymore and say, you see that? Tell someone about it. You see that? That happened because I prayed about that. God moved on me to pray, and he answered my prayer. I got to be a part of that. Or someone's going to come up to you in heaven and say, man, what is that jewel on your crown for? And you can tell them it was for that. That's what I want. I want all of my prayers to be successful. Amen? So Joshua 3.5. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify, and I, I like to I look up definitions all the time. I, I wrote, this is my part. Sanctify or consecrate or set apart. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. He had to tell the people in the Old Testament. He said the Lord will do wonders among you. But he had to tell them, something was going on, he had to tell them they needed to sanctify themselves. They needed to set themselves apart. And the thing I noticed when I was reading this is, he said, God's going to do wonders through you. He said, God's going to do wonders among you. And he did wonders among the people. But in the New Testament, guess what? He wants to do wonders through us. How blessed are we to live in the times that we live in that he wants to move through us? It's epic. It's amazing. I want him to always feel at home in me. I want the Holy Spirit to be so free. He's not like, I can't get in there because her head is just not where it should be. It's so cluttered with junk or just it's not on my word at all. I want to be him to feel so free. He can tell me anything he wants. And I want to I I have purposed lately to just say, you know what, Holy Spirit, I don't care how hard it is to hear, tell me. <laughs> tell me. Just tell me things I need to fix, whatever I need to do, just tell me because when he tells he doesn't tell you something that 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 can't be uh moved upon, changed. He doesn't say, hey, something's going on with your kid and it's too late and there's nothing you could do about it. He's not like that. That's what the, that, the devil does, that kind of junk. Throws things in your face. He tells you and moves on you because there's something you can do to change it. You can speak out of your mouth the right words. You can pray. You can get along with God. 
you can change the situation. Or it may be just you got to go have that conversation with someone. There's something you have to do. And the next step when he tells you that is you say, okay, I heard you. Thank you for talking to me. What do I need to do if you're not sure? What is my next step? Just ask him. He's there. If he's comfortable, comfortable in your space, and he should be, we need to make sure he's comfortable there. And we're always yielding. We're always listening. Amen? It's so important. So we must, must choose holiness. Holiness. We must stay qualified. And listen to this. John G. Lake said this. He said, he said, if you don't, if you don't choose holiness, you are someone yielding to sin, possessed and dominated by the powers of sin, and selfishness becomes, and selfishness, that person becomes senseless or unconscious to the Spirit of God. This means that you're not hearing him. If you're unconscious to the Spirit of God, you're not hearing him. And hearing him is vital to be used by him in a mighty way. If we're praying for this mighty move, we're praying for God to do and come in and do bigger things. We have to hear him. Do you know, and I told this to the teenagers, I said, you know what the Holy Spirit does all day long? He listens. He listens. He listens to what the Lord tells him. And he tells us. And what is our job? To listen to him. We have to be able to hear him. If you are so sidetracked with what's going on with this world, you're not going to be hearing him like you should be. You cannot be so full of junk. You cannot be 24-7 just hanging out on Facebook or watching movies. Or You can't. You will not hear God the way that you're designed to. And you're never going to find satisfaction through all that. Not like you will with God, doing, doing it God's way, hearing him, being used by him. It's never going to happen. It's such a trap. Such a trap. Amen. Turn to 2 Timothy 2.20. Actually, this might work out. I may be able to do the rest of this next week. We'll see. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself... From these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. That's what I'm talking about. Being prepared for every good work. Have you ever been asked to do something and you weren't prepared? And you're like, oh gosh. And, and, and then there's times the Holy Spirit tried to move on you. He tried to talk to you. And it was so faint and so subtle, you just kind of drowned it out. He was trying to say, hey, you need to get prepared. Something's coming. There's something you need to do. He said, we'll be prepared for the master's use, prepared for every good work. But it says, if a man therefore purge himself, 
That's very intentional, very purposeful. It's not, well, I'm just going to wake up and, and thank you for the blood of Jesus. I'm free. And you don't purposely, <laughs> throughout your day, purge yourself from things that aren't good for you. Things that are a, a, a total time waste. Listen, I'm not saying don't have fun. Don't have fun with your friends. Don't talk to your friends. Don't text your friends. Don't hang out. Don't laugh. I'm just saying, if that is all you do, you've got to check up on yourself. It can't be all you do. We have to put God first. We have to make him a priority. How many of you guys want to be used more? I know it's in everybody's heart in here. You want to be used more. It's so exciting. It's so exciting to see him move through through you and speak to someone or pray for something and see it happen. It's awesome. It is it'll fill you with such joy and peace. Joy and peace and fun. He's more fun than anything you could be watching on Facebook. Or watching on YouTube. He's far, far more exciting and more fun. And there's, there's peace you're not going to get from those things. You know, two people that I think of that were not the life of the party. And they, they were not, from what I'm told, the fun... Fun, not that it's not, you know, it's okay if you're, you're the fun guy, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a different personality. And, and, and that's great. I'm just saying, I'm not saying keep balance. I'm saying make sure it's tilted in God's favor. <laughs> and then, you know, God being the fun guy. Just to make it clear, um, these two guys, and I'm talking about Brother Hagen and Wigglesworth. Some of the stories about how they were personally, <laughs> rough, gruff, Lester Summerall, hear the same thing. Um, and I don't believe that anybody could be like, see, I can be rude because they were rude, and they were tough, and they were hard. No, that's not okay. If you know better, you do better. Amen? You should always, that's part of that pursuing peace. I think that they... They didn't know better, you know, in some ways. And, and some people, you know, felt like they were, you know, really tough and gruff and rude and whatever. But they, these, these were two guys that I believe they didn't know better in some of their mannerisms. But they chose, they didn't choose all the fun stuff. They chose God. They chose to stay the course. And... Millions upon millions of people have heard of them and their ministry. Millions. You know, if you make the choice to be holy at your workplace and everybody's a heathen, there are times you're going to feel very alone. And listen, these guys, they nobody knew who they were probably their first 20 years of their ministry. Nobody. There wasn't millions of people. They, I guarantee you, felt alone. They felt like, man, is there anybody else out here actually living for the Lord? Actually doing what the word says? Spending the kind of time in prayer that we're spending? I guarantee you those thoughts went through their brains. 
But what did they do? Clearly, since they were used in such a mighty, massive way, they stayed the course. They stayed the course, and they reaped the benefits. And you know what? This is the coolest thing. They're still reaping the benefits today. They're not even here sowing that kind of seed. They're still reaping up there. Like, that's amazing. It's awesome. Do you think it was worth it to them to feel alone, feel talked about, feel targeted? It was worth it. So worth it. I'd say every person in here, has life has been changed because of one of those two men. And that's just, I mean, there's many others. I'm just, you know, those are just the first two that came to my mind I wanted to talk about. You know, they, they, they chose to stay out of certain things that they knew weren't good for them. And it was so worth it. And the truth is, they might have been like, yeah, I'd really love to come, you know, hang out. Listen, it wasn't just a matter of, okay, well, I need to go pray. There, there's a fellowship coming up this weekend and I need to go pray. Listen, when you're one of these guys, 40, 50 years of ministry, and everyone knows your name and people drive by your house, try to take pictures of you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When you reach this kind of level, you know, They're constantly bombarded. You think you get bombarded with shiny things that want to pull your attention away? When you reach that kind of level like they did, they were getting bombarded with, hey, you know, come out to my car lot and you can pick out the best car, like, all the time. Like, we're having this great party. We would love for you to have it. And it probably was an epic party. I mean, big things. Hey, we're going to have this celebrity at our house. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. We're having such and such at our house. Celebrity. Brother Hagen, why don't you come out? You can meet them. And people are just wanting to be a blessing. People that have a lot of money, all these things. They had, they was in their face more than ever once they attained that kind of status and notoriety. Even, even more than ever, they had to say No. You know, I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm going to stay the course. I've got to go pray. I have to get in the word. I have to make sure I'm putting God first. I don't have time for all those things. Even more than ever, they had to make, it was a continual choice, I guarantee you, till the day that they died. A continual choice and a continual temptation to them. Continual. As long as you're here, there's always going to be something that wants to pull your attention away. Always. Always. We have to be stronger than that. We, and we have to yield to not just go in that direction just because we feel like it. And what I said earlier is it's in you. And you may not feel the grace at that moment. But when you take a step to go in that direction, to get away from whatever it is that's trying, whether it's sin or not sin, whatever it is, you know it's just going to be a big time waste for you. When you start to take a step in that direction, you will begin to feel the grace. You will. And you'll get stronger and stronger, and it'll become easier and easier and easier for you. Amen? So... 
I'm not going to go further tonight. I have quite a bit more, and I have some more scriptures that are extremely encouraging and exciting. And I, so next week I'm going to talk about the rest of this, and I'm going to talk about the difference in Abraham and Lot. And um, I got to reading about, I didn't even have this over there last week, and I got to reading about it, those two, and wow. God just spoke to me really big about about those two and, and the difference in them and how they turned out and what happened you know, to them. And I've got to stop because I'm just going to jump right into it because I'm excited and I want to tell you about it because it's there for us to learn from God put it in his word. So I'm going to stop just, just a couple minutes. It's not really that short. So that next week we'll, we'll get into it. So let's pray. Lord, you're awesome. We're so grateful for your word. We're so grateful for your grace, your grace that you've given us. Grace to always do what's right. It's up to us. We purpose to step into and stay on the course to be holy in your eyes. It's who you designed us to be anyway. We purpose. We will wake up tomorrow. If we have to set reminders on our phone to remind ourselves, we're going to put God first. We're going to take a stand for what's right. That doesn't mean getting in people's faces, but it means doing things your way and always being considerate of what your word says. Always. First thing. First thing. And keeping your words in our heart all day. And during the day and at night. Putting you first. We purpose. We purpose to be, to, if we haven't been doing it, we purpose to do it this week. Because we want to step in and tap into that grace that is so available. It's so available to us. And we're so grateful. Thank you, Lord. There's always, always help. Always help when we do it your way. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.